You are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. 3 Plus 1 is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. Hello and welcome to Wednesday's episode of the 3 Plus 1 podcast where we are joined with Let's Talk Tazzy, our hostess. And this week's amazing guest, Dwayne Stovall and Rocky the Babe. Thank you guys so much for being with us this week and really helping us dig in and digest a number of issues. We've talked about social media. We've gone through our up, down, the clown. We've also talked about entertainment. Today, we're going to go and talk about politics and government. But before we do that, we want to talk about some of the questions and some of the things that we've gotten from our listeners regarding the two of you in terms of, one, how do you know each other? And... How long have you guys been partners in crime? Okay. You want to start off? Well, definitely met, uh, this is one of my colleagues. So we both met each other at an HBCU um, called Alabama A&M University. Mm-hmm. Who one time for the Bulldogs. Woo! But you know, um, we just kind of grew this friendship from just being both creatives, mm-hmm. um, both in our own fields and things like that. He's into engineering. I'm more into like the right side of the brain uh, aspect of things when you're looking at music and creativity, arts, and things like that. Um, But as far as, like, our intentions into what we want to do in life, um, that's kind of what brings us together um, because we both kind of have the same viewpoints, but we also Mm -hmm. have different aspects as far as how we think and and Mm -hmm. go about day-to-day things as far as in life. But I think overall, genuinely, we are just authentically who we are. Um, as a people and that's kind of what links us together because Dwayne he thinks in his way and I think mm-hmm. my way however we have a respect to understand each other's mm-hmm. perspectives to where you know there's just a level of respect of understanding each other's perspectives without it being you know imposing right. your beliefs on someone else or anything like that but not, don't get it twisted now I, I think that's Rocky's perspective <laughs> um, and we really do respect one another you know what I'm saying as far that's the whole reason why I think we're here right now is because we've been able to because we've actually split apart from each other let's just keep it real for the podcast mm-hmm. and let's just be honest for people who feel like certain things don't happen you know with close friends mm-hmm. so um, even before she moved here, she was doing her own thing and I was doing my own thing. And so we kind of like connected again, you know, and from that particular perspective, we were able to kind of figure out exactly where each other were in life and then just kind of coast from there. But like she said, we did meet a little bit more stronger when we were in college, but we did, we are from the same place. We're both from Montgomery, Alabama. Um, and I think we're both go-getters. We're right now in the process of a filming, you know, a reality show or a part of a reality show. So make sure you guys tune into that called The Ground of ATL. That'll be coming out soon. Um, so you guys kind of get a chance to kind of peek into our lives a little bit. But as far as our relationship goes, I think that the respect between each other is relevant. Because like she said, she's gotten to a point now where she's a little bit more spiritual now. And she's doing a lot of her things. I'm, I'm learning some things from her. I got to be honest. Um, as far as what the spiritual baths and, you know, doing the sages in the morning. But 
at the same time, I'm in the process also of also learning um, a religious aspect, you know, and the spiritual aspect because my family now doesn't really celebrate like Thanksgiving and stuff because we're also like two parts Indian. So my mom's like, no, we're not going to really celebrate it. And then to really think about what happened around that time, it's like, no, because they killed off the Indians. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people really don't talk about like that actual day. But I'm not going to get too deep because this is about me and her, but... Mm-hmm. I think we're good. Yeah. She's my makeup artist right now for LUL Magazine. Like I said, you're the only one. And I just want to say co- congratulations again for just holding it down. You know what I'm saying? And doing yeah. your thing and making sure that we are professional and that we stay on top of our game. Sure. Because at the end of the day, Atlanta is new to us. So we're trying to make sure that we, you know, create relationships to where they're memorable for Genuine people to be able to work with where, us again. Where it's so. not like anything underlying them. Like, this is my brother. Like, we... You know, we some argue. people make genuine bonds <laughs> through like other things, like physically or like just taking the cheap code or cheap route or whatever. Um, but this is literally being someone that I can really call upon and, and ask for help, and they really kind of help you, you know, mm-hmm. without any underlying intentions or anything yeah. like that, wanting some something from you. But at the end of the day, like, you know, we we go through life, we experience different mm-hmm. things, and we have to understand like discernment. And I think that at the end of the day, like America lacks that. I mean, I don't want to get into a deeper discussion with that, but you know, we just have to be better as far as discerning like people who we are around and mm-hmm. you are who you hang around with yeah. in a sense. And so we just try to make sure that now that we've gone through our bad process, now it's just a place to make sure we uplift each other. Because like we said, we've seen so many things going on right now, and the you know whether it's business or personal, we try to make sure that we support one another in everything that we do. So who moved to Atlanta first? He, he definitely he <laughs> definitely pushed the gun first, but it's all good because he pulled the trigger. Um, I was supposed to move here years ago, but Wayne had moved here like on on a plan, on a mission. So, you know, he's learning and, and, and gaining and, and learning through life. So I'm just here seeing it and, and definitely being a friend to kind of like offer that advice where it's not like... 50-50 or bias or anything like that. I'm the type mm-hmm. of person that's going to give it to you, honestly. Right. So, Rocky, how long have you been in Atlanta? Um, No longer than, like, three months. A couple months. Oh, and wow. so, Dwayne, brand you've new. been here, or you're brand new. Dwayne, how long have you been here? For me, it's been, like, a year and a few months, actually. So, a lot, so this is a great, I, I'm really, really glad to find that out because a lot of people have a lot of things to say about living in Atlanta. <laughs> there are lots of negative comments and a lot of memes. And as someone who has been in this city for 17 years, it always angers me. I you love. Been in <laughs> oh, Marco, I be forgetting that you're like 45. That's why I forget pretty often. Damn. Old you are. 17 years. I am not 45 years 17. old. 17. I was like. I have, oh, a, I have a comeback, a snapback, a clapback, but I am not going to engage. <laughs> With Tazzy, just like Mariah, I will not get off my chariot and throw tomatoes. As I continue with my questions for our valued guests. How old were you when you moved here? How old were you? I was 21, fresh out of college. I was still in elementary school. You may have been. I know I was. It wasn't me. May have been. Gee, that's the point of the podcast, Tazzy. I do not know if you know that because I'm, not, I'm certain you don't read the show notes. I don't even know if you read the court, the description of our podcast. But it's two different generations: Zennial, me, Millennial, you, I know. coming together to debate issues. 
That's what we're doing. We talk so much and like we have such a great relationship. And you're so disrespectful to your elders. That you're and you're so, so old. disrespectful. Oh my god. And you're so disrespectful. Oh man. <laughs> Big as baby. Pushing 50, ain't it? Little puppy Tazzy. <laughs> Little pup Tazzy. Tazzy the pup. So as I was asking our guests, do you find the Atlanta reputation to be fair and valid? Me or her? Oh, like, both. Give both, me both, both perspectives. Both. Okay, so when I'm looking at it, I see Atlanta. I see Atlanta and how it moves. Like, you know, you definitely got to know who... It's about who you know in Atlanta. Like, it's not about, like, what you know. It's, you got to be street smart and you got to be uh, book smart. Like, you got to know how to move out here. Can anyone succeed in Atlanta? Anyone? No. You hit them T's pretty hard. Atlanta. Can anyone succeed in Atlanta? Atlanta. No, anyone cannot succeed in Atlanta. You have to have a plan. You have to know what you come here for. If not, they will chew you up and spit you right out. And you're going to be looking like, okay, well, that's just the T. Like, you (laughs) got to know what you come here for. Like, if you don't, then it's, it's... a shark tank. Mm. You have to know what you come here for. Like you have to have a goal. You have to have a plan. It's just what it is. Mm. Dwayne, what are your thoughts? Okay. Um, for me, I think it's just whatever you put into it. You know what I'm saying? I think that's anywhere, not just Atlanta, but you know, Florida, my, you know, uh, New York, LA, wherever you decide to go is really what you put into it. And then it also depends on who you surround yourself with. And I think that's really kind of what helps you kind of flow through the process and for me I've always been some type of the type of person that has a small circle so mm-hmm. I'm not really looking for a lot of people to kind of attach myself to especially if they're not they don't mean me no good you know and you again you can meet a lot of people oh it's easy to meet a lot of people mm-hmm. but it's about who's going to execute what they talk about it's a lot of poses here and I, right yeah. good intention there's a lot of people that want to be something that are not anything and there's a lot of people that are something and they just don't get enough of um, um, uh, credit for what they do or recognition for what they do like even for the podcast right now you know what I'm saying like this is something to me that's actually you hit me up you let me know hey you know what I'm saying this is an interesting opportunity come out and I'm like hell yeah you know why because you're doing something not only for my for me just but for yourself and that's always a good thing to do but you also have people out there that just tell you to come and do something and then you get to a place and they don't even show up or they're not around to even you know what I'm saying so that's what I'm saying so as long as you're out here that have a plan and you have a purpose and you actually connect with the right people then I think you'll be able to actually sustain in Atlanta because it's, it's built for anybody who's willing to go out there and get it I mean yeah if so. you're on your grind but if you're not on your grind then you like there's a lot of homeless people and that's what I have a problem with here because yeah. like there's a lot of homeless people here that I've noticed and I think that there's just an issue with the economy where they're not looking at look, looking into mental health as, as as if it matters. Like you can offer a homeless person here in Atlanta like, hey, I have some food. They might turn you down because they don't want food. They want drugs. Mm-hmm. So we look at the addiction rate and everything as far as compared to, um, you know, just the mental health standard here. It's just like we we have to do better as people to help one another out. And the way the economy is going, they don't even care. They don't even care about the Amazon burning on fire. <laughs> like they don't care about the oxygen. So why would they even care about another human being not being able to eat something because of whatever mental issue that they may coming have. to Atlanta from from Montgomery? Were you surprised at the number of homeless people that yes. you see? You yes. were that it was a shock. It was a. It's definitely like everywhere I go, there's someone asking for like something, 
And it's just sad because, like, the way America is working, like, there there needs to be a balance with just making sure, like, people mentality and their mental state is okay. Well, we are afraid uh, of a growing... Um, Deficit and a possible looming recession. I mm-hmm. think that's a great kind of segue into Wednesday's focus mm-hmm. on politics and government. The budget deficit is on path to surpass uh, $1 trillion under President Trump. The federal budget deficit is growing faster than expected. In addition to that, there is rumblings of a possible recession. Uh, also, that could happen under President Trump. Uh, guys, any thoughts on these two issues and what that could mean for you as millennials? I definitely feel like if the economy is going down right now, as far as like under, first of all, let's talk about the amount of $1 trillion. That is the amount that my ancestor is owed as far as working on this earth and being, becoming like being forced as slaves. Um, that is the money that is owed to our ancestors period. But at the end of the day, we're looking at the American deficit as far as like under the Trump administration and how much money is plummeted into all of these deficiencies into the the economy and how like the the American dollar is spent. So when you look at it, there is more money going out of the economy than that's coming in. So there's just an imbalance there. Like if you're looking at trillions of dollars at this point, look at the recessions years before that and how America tried to sustain and tried to approach and, and make a new economy. Like Obama had to really clean most of the recession up from George Bush and, and all these other presidents. So it's going to take a new type of mindset and, and culture for us to kind of get over this threshing floor that we're on right now. Because at the end of the day, like if the stock market, stock market plummets, then What's going to happen? Then you're looking at 401ks from businesses. You're looking at your retirement plans. You're looking at Social Security. And you're talking about just the the wealth of American citizens. And we are the ones paying the taxes here. So it's like we're having people up in the higher ups or whatever, billionaires, that's that's not making a balance as far as financially, then Mm -hmm. what are we going to do? Right, and and oh. you made a very great point when you talked about President Obama, who mm-hmm. dug us out of financial ruin, right. created the parameters for this amazing economy, gets no credit for the economy, mm-hmm. to have President Trump come get the credit and praise for the Trump economy, when he's actually driving us right back into the recession that President recession. Trump took us out of, right. that President Obama took us out of. Right. Right. And right. it's right. just it's baffling to me that that's the cycle that we're on, and it's really, really frightening. Having lived through the last recession as an adult, having worked so through furloughs, loss of payment, and a very hard time in life where many of my friends lost their homes, lost their jobs, lost their whole entire career trajectory. I'm afraid of another recession because that was the hardest experience I've had to live through Mm -hmm. as an adult. And I I do not know if we are made to survive another one. When we lived through that recession, we had a different type of leadership. We had leadership that people couldn't believe in. Even if you did not agree with uh, President Bush, which I did not, his philosophies and opinions, at least you knew that he had a genuine heart for the country. We now know many of us who are aware and awake and awake We know that President Trump doesn't have that heart for this country and for all people in this country. So I'm drastic. I'm I'm very afraid of another uh, recession. And so this news doesn't make me uh, happy at all. Yeah, I agree. 
we also saw that this past week we had uh, two people drop out of the Democratic run for president, one of them being Washington Governor Jay Inslee. He was our uh, environmental candidate. That's, that was his big platform, his big yeah. push. He has decided that he was going to drop out and no longer run. We also had a senator from, a representative from Colorado. Uh, I'm sorry, former governor of Colorado. He also withdrew, but he's going to run instead for uh, the United States Senate. Does anyone feel any kind of way about uh, watching Governor Jay Inslee? Did we think that he had a chance? No. No hope. Why do you say that, Ted? He knew he didn't have a chance. He He cared about the Amazon rainforest. We talked about it on Monday. He even said... Quote, it's become clear that I'm not going to be carrying the ball. I'm not going to be the president, so I'm withdrawing tonight from the race. He knew he didn't have a shot. Like, a half of the world doesn't even know who you are. So, no, um, he didn't have a chance. But he did say, I've been fighting for climate change for 25 years, and I've never been so confident of the ability of the, of the America now to reach critical mass to move the ball. I believe we are going to have a candidate to fight this battle. Mm-hmm. So he has faith in whoever else is going to be standing there um, to, you know, so take on, out. yeah, carry yeah, right. this torch for him. Yeah. But he knew he wasn't about to be the person right. to get paid. But it's good. That, I mean, when you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. no, no need to waste more money when you know that you're just not right. going to be candidate. It's right. good that you're fighting the fight. But when you come to a realization that, okay, you know what? It ain't happening it for, ain't me. for me. You got to do what you got to do. But I, I do hope that somebody does carry that torch. That is very, very important to talk about. Because mm-hmm. like I said, that's just a, a minute piece of, of issues that's going on in the world right. right now. But it is one of the most valuable things that's going on right now. Because, again, that's 20%, like you mentioned earlier, yeah, 20% of what the world needs to survive. You know, So just think about gasping for air and not actually having that... Ooh. That resource to be able this, to survive. In this hot girl summer, I feel like I'm, I've been gasping for You've been gasping for it. Really hard to breathe. <laughs> right. Uh, and all about this. moving to Atlanta, we don't have the best uh, right. environmentally friendly air. Exactly. And like, uh, you check the weather app, it says un- unhealthy air conditions. It's sometimes. on my Apple Watch yeah. right now. It it's says unhealthy sensitive air. For sensitive groups, unhealthy for sensitive yeah. groups. But so, it's imperative that whoever has whoever has the power to make that change, they need to make sure that we're we're notified. Because yeah. if they don't, how are we going to prepare for something like this? One thing that we talked about uh, from the very first episode of this new season okay. was really digging deep to research the candidate that we were going to support. I was mm-hmm. uh, really a firm believer in former Vice President Joe Biden okay. until he said that poor kids can learn just as much as white kids. Ignorant! And when he said that, I decided that under no circumstance am I going to vote for former Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, Last week, we even talked about how former President Barack Hussein Obama uh, wanted him to reconsider and saying, You don't have to do this, Joe. So, Tazzy and I have been doing our research. We've been really looking at candidates to see who we are going to want to recommend to our listeners as someone that we're going to support. And we talked about a lot in our first episode, what can we do? to make a difference and to have an impact. And so we are both going to be very involved in this campaign. We're going to both volunteer and do our part. Um, Tazzy, did you learn anything this past week that pushed you in line with any of our remaining candidates? Um, Elizabeth definitely wants to wipe out student debt. um, And I'm with that. Like... There's so many people that are in debt and afraid to President Trump things. this week said that he was going to remove all debt for our wounded soldiers he's a liar. and foreign veterans. And he's gonna do he's done it. It's already happened. Okay. So tell me this: if President Trump 
saying he was going to eliminate all of your debt, would he have your vote? No. Dwayne? No, hell no. Rocky? No. 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 You're just doing enough so that way you can try to reel us back yeah. in. That's yeah. all that no, is. But we've no. already seen how you move. Yeah. We've already seen your chest piece. So even so. if you removed all student loan debt, he still could not get your vote. No. no. Because you're still doing that. damage to the world regardless yeah. if I'm yeah. debt free or not. I was no. just asking millennials. No. I was asking. <laughs> so... Rocky, do you have a candidate who is really speaking to your core values? Um, I'm I'm listening to Warren at this point. However, you know, there's always agendas and things like that to be uh, made. However, I like if she is really trying to eliminate student debt, I'm here for that. Like that's the only thing that rang to me as far as because that's the only really like debt that I'm trying to get rid of. However, because I don't feel like you should have to pay for school. Like, mm-hmm. anyone who has to pay for school, that is a con situation. Like, that is a con scam. Because it's like, why are you making me pay for knowledge that... To be free. To be free, in a way. Like, you know, like, when people read, they they pretty much gain the freedom to think for themselves. But if you want to control certain type of knowledge to, to be accessible to certain type of people that can either afford it or not afford it, that is a game. That is a game. And I don't feel like, you know, people should have to pay like interest on uh, loans that they have to borrow to actually gain knowledge. That's just not that's just not what it is. That's just not what I agree upon. But I mean, I'm I'm here for that. And it's a system of keeping people in poverty. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And yeah, I feel like, you know, once you kind of read about these things and do your research, you'll be able to understand the game. But, you know, I'm here for that aspect of what she's, like, as far as her agenda politically is uh, when it comes to that. So if she's really doing that, then I'm here for it. Dwayne, any candidate speaking to you? Honestly, I haven't really been following it. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh-huh. we live in a world where you have to be it following is, these but, issues. But the podcast is about being honest. You yeah, know that's true. And I'm gonna make sure that I'm being honest, and I'm not gonna, you know, pretend like you know. I've seen the the the, uh, the candidates, and I've seen them go back and forth. And anybody can promise you anything. Everybody has faults or whatever. Yeah. But I'm not just about only um, uh, getting rid of student debt. I also want to find someone who is also trying to help the people in general. Not just because, oh, hell yeah, I got a debt and I just want to free it. But what else are you doing for the citizens of the of America to, to benefit from? Mm-hmm. Are you really, you know, I mean, I know you may not have like a clean slate, but what are you really doing? And what are what processes and procedures are you placing, putting in place so that we are sure that no matter what, we are also being heard? Because no matter what, no matter the situation, black people really need a voice. We, we, we really need a voice for us to be able to really... Um, benefit what else the other things that we have going on mm-hmm. outside of just uh, uh, police brutality and stuff like that it's so much more but because those things are on the forefront right. that's that's why they're talking about it mm-hmm. but I want to hear somebody talk about something different tell me some shit that you might not have never heard about but you've seen and what are you willing to do to make sure that that doesn't happen again especially because it affects the black community so hopefully I'm going to do my homework you know what I'm saying? Because I haven't been following that to make sure that I get on top it's of It's definitely shit. time to start. To, right. Because I can't be up here talking about, yeah, you know, we should have this, we should have that, and I'm not following. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So I hold myself accountable for that. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I just truly hope that at the end of the day, we do find somebody that can really make a change. We, we need that now. And if we don't, guess who we going to have? 
the, the same yeah, gut that's gonna, already yeah, you're gonna in, have in, in another four now, years so. of President Trump. We found yeah. out uh, on Friday of last week that Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg just underwent treatment for pancreatic cancer mm. and had uh, tumor removed and some and, and surgery. She is really again. Fighting, you know, in many ways for her she life. She should have let President Obama give somebody <laughs> her seat. Um, President Obama had the opportunity to appoint a Supreme Court justice, and the Republican controlled Congress did not allow it to happen. Why didn't and she stole give her that seat, seat and retired. gave that seat away. She could retire. When you are put on the Supreme Court, you are named for life. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can, and you can retire. to retire. Why didn't you retire while President Obama was in I office? I do not believe that she, now, I think she made the right her, choice. Trump can pick whoever he wants. I firmly, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I believe that President Obama would have put in a moderate Supreme Court justice because he was so determined to be fair mm-hmm. and to really lay down a foundation of fair and equ- of equity for everybody that he would have probably put in a Supreme Court justice that could have been a swing vote. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a hardcore progressive liberal justice and I'm mm-hmm. so thankful that she has been there throughout the Trump presidency. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. I'm prayerful. I, I have no doubt. Her legacy in our history is cemented. Mm-hmm. She is forever going to go down as a great American woman. And I don't have faith that President Obama would have put in a great Supreme Court justice. Okay, I don't so believe that. you think whoever Trump's going to pick is going to be better I don't. than who Obama nope. would have picked? I don't believe that. I'm just saying that knowing how President, some of the decisions that President Obama made, he made them trying to be fair and right, and it ended up hurting us today. Prime example is not making a legal path to citizenship job number one of his administration for all the undocumented immigrants and their children who are here. Had he done that, we would have an absolute control of American government for the next 100 years. He didn't do it, and as a result, you have President Trump getting rid of everyone he can who is not like him, who doesn't think like him or look like him, and we are suffering the consequences. And I can't blame Trump for being concerned about his personal interests. I can't blame President Obama for not being concerned about his personal interests. But do you think that he would have challenged us even if he would have made that decision? Because that's exactly what he's doing right now. Now he's also out there challenging everybody who has made a decision that's against him. And looks has like he's he been given, winning, though. You cannot take citizenship once that people have gotten it. And again, okay. had that been job number one instead uh-huh. of universal health care that we no longer have was job number one, we would have a legacy in this country that would have been undeniable. You wouldn't have had President Trump in the first place. So it would have only continued to improve America under the rightful president of these wow. United States, Hillary Clinton. That well, is, that can that is a great way of concluding our yes. Wednesday episode and a great week with Dwayne Soval of hey. Let Us Live Magazine hey. and Rocky the Babe. Hey. Thank you guys so much for this week. Thank y'all. We'll see you all next week with our next guest. With, a, with another great week of episodes. And definitely want to put on your radar. Okay. We are going to have a live watch party for the next Democratic debate. So hopefully you guys will come and that will get you more learned and involved yes. in our political scene. So, you know, yes, I think it'll be a great event for us. Well, it's thank time. you to our guests for coming out and to our listeners for listening. We'll tune in next week. See you all later. Peace, love, and happiness to you all. Woo-woo. Woo-woo.